Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom, and welcome to another episode of So Frail Conversations. Today, I'm going to be talking about big homies. Um, um, and I, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit just because um, I feel like I don't want So Frail. I want So Frail Conversations, again, to, to be all-encompassing. You know, every aspect of us as men that we need to adjust, you know, and not only adjust, but things that we need to embrace, things that we're doing right to, you know, things that, you know, we can do better and, you know, just overall everything that encompasses it. And this, this episode on the big homies is, is, is very, very important and needed. And the reason why I say that is because it's like, you know, at one point in time in our culture, we, we had a, it takes a village mentality or whatever the case may be, blah, blah, blah. But the big homie has always been like, <laughs> they've been, they've been a, a foundational piece to the development and the transition of the rights of passage to young boys and shit. And it's like, one, where did the big homie go? And then two, the big homies that were there, like what were they being big homies for? You feel me? They were, you know, kind of guiding them into other places, but it's like, we have to understand that that big, like at certain points you become a big homie and at certain points you just have to embrace it. You know, you can't, you can't absolve yourself from the responsibility. Um, naturally, if you, if you intend to help, you know, the progression of the culture, the progression of society, you know, somebody's looking up to you. Somebody is looking up to you, no matter if it's one person or a thousand or a million, somebody is looking up to you, trying to get some game, trying to get some advice, trying to, trying to watch how you move, trying to do what you do. So, you know, I'm not saying it's, it, you have to do it. It's not a responsibility that I'm trying to put on you, but I'm just telling you by default, somebody is looking at you as a big homie. Somebody wants you to be a big homie. Now, I get it. I can say mentor, you know, I can say guide, I can say all of that shit, but you know, I like to stick with the culture, bro. Like, you know, we gotta, it's, it's big homies and we got little homies too. You feel me? And we've got, we, we, we have a, a position and, you know, a reasoning to change it, you know, change certain circumstances and certain dynamics. One of the main reasons why, you know, I wanted to have this, this conversation because it's like, yo, I'm not a little homie anymore. I ain't been a little homie. I, even when I was a little homie, I wasn't a little homie, but you feel me? I'm, I now see myself and I've embraced that. Yo, I'm a fucking big homie now. You know, I'm in that age bracket where I should be where I, I'm in that age bracket where I know people are looking at me. I know people are looking at me and looking up to me that are younger than me that are like, yo, bro, I want to fuck with what you fuck with. I want to, you know, see the different dynamics of life that you've seen, how you've seen them, yo. And I want, you know, to move with you. <clears throat> and I'm not saying that, like, I'm doing this because, like, I want to be a big homie, you know, because if I can have it my way, it's like, yo, I want people to live their own life. But... You know, as the big homie, you have to encourage the, the younger generation, not just the little boys, like the little girls too. They, they need male big homies too. You feel me? Male big homies too to give them this game. And I think it's, it's important. I think it's important for us to really accept that, that reality for ourselves. You know, like once you cross over that 25 mark, you feel me? You're a big homie. There's no way around it. Like you've experienced a certain amount of life, like... You know, and people are going to be looking to you. The younger generation is going to be looking to you, you know, and what are you going to, what are you going to give them? What are you going to show them? You know, do you have to? No, like I said, I'm, this is, this isn't a call to, 
yo, do this. You got to do this because you're in that age bracket now. Mm-mm. I always, I, like, <laughs> one of my own girls, we were just talking um, yesterday, and she said, what's that shit about to who gets a lot of shit? They got to, you know, do a lot of shit with it. <laughs> we was talking about the to whom much is given, much is required. You feel what I'm saying? And that's real. You know, you don't have to take the responsibility. You don't have to, but when you start to see the world, the way the world is going on, you can't change. Like, you can't say shit. You got to shut the fuck up about shit you don't want to change. You know, I can't in one breath say the younger generation can't grow up to be like us and then still allow them to grow up to be like us. You feel me? It's like you got to be able to see where you fit, what you can be a big homie to and for. And you know what I'm saying? Guide them and speak to them. You know what I mean? As, as best as you can. You know, we're in such a digital age now where it's easy to be a, a big homie on multiple scales. Like, you feel me? If you don't want to, if you can't go back to your hood or you don't want to go back to your hood, and I'm only using hood, everybody can grow up in the hood, but go back to the old places that you came from. You know, people need to see themselves outside of where they came from. You feel me? In order to know that they can leave too, you know, and that's what being a big homie is about. But before I dive heavy into it, as always, be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore, just underscore, scene underscore. Um, be sure to uh, hit up my website, IamJustSing.com, where you can get my books, you can join my courses, and you can uh, book sessions. Speaking of sessions, um, I was just talking to a sister um, a few days ago, and we kind of set up a session off of one of the uh, one of my Entrepreneurs episodes. Um, so coming soon to chat with Scene, I will be having like... Um, entrepreneur uh, entrepreneur module section type thing where you know you can um well we can do entrepreneurship like talk different phases of business how to move through certain parts and aspects like that um but that'll be coming soon it's not quite ready yet um but i just wanted to put that out there um yeah um but back to my website you can get my merch get my books courses uh and you know the podcast be sure to check out the website be sure to follow all of the pages on social media, they're all listed within the websites in their respective areas. Um, much love and appreciation to everyone who tips, sponsors, and donates to the podcast. You are greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. If you would like to do so, you can click the link in the description of your podcast, not the episode, but the actual podcast description, and you can uh, tip, donate, and sponsor. Um, Cash App and PayPal are fine. Um, and... For everybody who continues to listen and support the podcast, I greatly appreciate you as always. Um, we just recently crossed uh, 4,000 downloads, I think, yesterday. So, or, well, it'll be the day before yesterday by this by the time it's released. So, you know, big ups to y'all. You know, y'all have to rock with me for a minute and I appreciate y'all. Um, yeah, so with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to hop into Soul for Real Conversations. The big homie. Oh yeah, and don't forget to visit IamJustSeen.com. There, you can get all things Just Seen. You want to add the So Frail series to your library? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to learn how to master the market for series trading and investing? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to get your hands on some exclusive merch like tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, hats, bags? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Are you thinking about transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You ever want to just chat with Seen about anything from simple advice to mentorship? Visit 
IamJustSing.com. <laughs> Anything and everything that is me, you can find at IamJustSing.com. So just take a quick peek into my world and see why being just seen is nothing less but always more. Because you never really know what you need until you see it. You will never see it unless you visit IamJustSing.com. All right, all right, welcome back. So let's dive straight into it. All right, so we'll begin with, you know, what is a big homie, right? basics big home is you know in in culturally it it will be a part of the culture that is you know the mentor the the guide um the you know but in 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 addition to being like a mentor and a guide i like to say that it is the intermediary between the younger generation and the older generation it is that that gap you feel what i'm saying that segues and brings together you know, the the differences in their understanding because it's like a, a a point in which the baton was passed and who the baton has, to, and then who's going to be passing the next baton. You feel what I'm saying? So it's that phase when the baton no longer belongs to the elders, but it hasn't reached the youth yet. That's where the big homies fall in. That's where the big homie falls in at, you know? And the responsibility of the big homie right now is more important than ever because the disconnect between the younger generation and the older generation is sickening. It is so, the gap is so fucking wide that it's all, I don't think a baton could be passed anymore. And I'm not saying that on the strength that, you know, the elders are just, you know, but the disconnect between the realities is hard. You feel what I'm saying? Because how are we able to pass, how, like, because we, the big homies, we're at a dilemma. The, the age bracket for the big homies, and I'm gonna say the age bracket between, for the big homies is, eh, I like to look at it between the ages of 25 to 35. That's when you're a big homie. Like, that's when you're a big homie. You know, you're supposed to be. And a lot of times in our communities, like, and you know, places I grew up, places where a lot of us grew up, the big homies are teenagers. And OGs are the people between the 25 and 30, 35 year bracket because the way time and the way the society and way shit structures us. You feel what I'm saying? When I was when I was 17, right, I should not have been, you know, a big homie at that time. You feel me? I should not have been a big homie at the time. You know, I know people who, you know, were were, were dubbed and, and given the, the moniker of OG in the hood before they were 22. 23 years old. How the fuck do we become OGs that young? You feel what I'm saying? You know, there's a there's a bracket of 80s and 90s babies who who literally, you know, just wanted to be alive. They wanted to make it to 21, hoping that you could see 21, hoping that you could see 25. You feel what I'm saying? You made it to those times and now it's it's like, yo, who I'm old. I'm an old head now. No, you're not an old head. You're still young. You're very young. You feel what I'm saying? You're very young. And we we should not be. Our, our, our time our time stamps and our time frame shouldn't be cut so short. You feel what I'm saying? Like, the big homie is, is very important because the big homie is that age bracket between 25 and 35 that is like, yo, you have to figure out life. You're figuring out life. You're learning life. You're living it. You're experiencing it, right? And you're the person who now is, you know, accepting from the elder generation, look, this is what y'all inspired me to do now let me do more with it and you're in that position where you're leaving out of that 
the young phase and you're now accepting, hey, look, young, young kid, young boy, little homie, whatever it is that you're calling them, it's time for you to, you know, start getting ready for life. You feel me? Start getting ready for life and let me help you in according to, I'm not going to say help. Let me assist you in according to the way you're already going. You feel what I'm saying? Now, this is also to say a big homie is not somebody who dictates and changes the life. This is why we got our big homies fucked up because a lot of our big homies shaped and molded the younger kids into negative shit. That's not a big homie. That's not a big homie. You feel me? In, in principle, it kind of is, but that's not in all totality a big homie because you should not be leading the young kids into, into, into destruction. Now, I get it. When you're in a state of survival and you're teaching them how to survive, that is a big homie thing. Like, yo, it's like, yo, but you gotta, we gotta believe that we're able to be more than that because I get we're born in war zones. We're born in, you know, it's our culture, <clears throat> whether you grew up, somehow it's like whether you grew up in the suburbs, whether your family left the hood, whatever the case may be, somehow the hood still comes back. I don't know why. I don't know why this shit, I don't know why the hood do dominates our culture collectively as black people. You know, let's not, let's not undermine that. Like anybody who says, like, I know so many, like, that's why I always say art imitates and initiates reality. But for this particular point, I'm going to say art imitates reality. But that's why it's like, no matter where you came from, the culture wants to come back to the hood. You feel what I'm saying? While the hood is trying to get out, the, the, the media, the, the music, a lot of shit, it glorifies it so much that a lot of people just want to go back to it. And they never, they, they never lived it. You feel me? They never lived it. When I was in undergrad, I had a girlfriend who ended up saying, like, you know, she listened to a lot of music and everything like that. She was like, yo, I want to I wanna go to the hood. No, you don't. No, you don't. You know? No, you don't. Like, when our, when, when our split happened and everything, she tells me, like, she was like, I just wanted hood love. You had never lived in the hood a day in your life. You don't know shit about what goes on in the hood other than what the music tells you, you know? Other than what the music tells you. Like, you don't know what that life is like. You feel what I'm saying? But I digress. That's a different, that's a different topic. But the reason, and the reason why I'm saying is always like, our big homies have to be the people that's like, yo, it's time for you to, what you want to do with your life? You know, start pouring into, these, in, into the youth and, and, and give them the game, give them the guidance because... The elders just want to dictate what the children do. They don't want to help the children funnel into where they're supposed to go. That's where the big homie comes in. Because now you have to be, be the bridge between these two, between these two realities and these two points. The big homies now, we're in a different breed. We're in a different generation. We're in a totally different generation. Because the elders right now, they were once the big homies, but they were like, for, for a lot of the stuff they inspired us to do, they didn't really give us game. They didn't really give us the real game behind everything because it was like, yo, I learned from experience and the experience of a lot of people around me has, has shown that when it was time to get true advice from the elders, they would say, you'll know, you'll learn about it. You'll, you'll know when you get a little bit older. Why do we have to see that's the disconnect? You know, the youth doesn't have that intermediary who experiences it and is willing to tell them what's going to happen to me or what could happen to me in these, in these predicaments. It's like, nah, you're too young right now, but you'll learn when you get a little older. Nobody fills in that gap for learning except experience and except motherfucking 
lumps on the head. Nobody's telling this shit. You feel me? No matter what it is, whether it be whether it be college, whether it be, you know, all of these different dynamics, nobody's really having an intermediary. And here's why I'm telling that it's important, because we can talk about it from the sex aspect. You know, I always mention, you know, I started having sex when I was 11 and I didn't get the sex talk till I was 16. It's too late. It's too late. Like, like I, I'm fucking now. When I wanted the sex talk, I'm asking y'all about, yo, what is sex? What does it feel like? Um, how do you do it? Like, what is, you're too young to know about that. You'll learn when you get a little bit older. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Any parents or whoever it is, listen to it. I want you to really take heed to this. The moment your child has a question about something, they have an answer for it. They would like an answer from you because you're the parent and you're the trusted source, but they have an answer. And if you try to dismiss that answer as if they're too young, they're going to go explore that answer for themselves to figure it out so they can have their own solace. You feel me? It's an ugly game. You think and then then you, you so you cannot get mad at them for figuring out an answer that you did not want to answer for them, that you felt that they were too. You the one thing that we have to start to do. And this is why big homies are important. But the one thing that we have to stop doing when, with our children is assuming they are not maturing as they're showing us how they're maturing. You feel me? Every child, every human matures at different levels because they're at different positions in life and experiencing different things. So I get it. A lot of times I don't want my baby to grow up. They're going to be my baby forever. But your baby will not be a baby forever. They stop being a baby when they become a terrible toddler. Like the fuck, terrible twos, whatever you call them motherfuckers. That's when they stop becoming a baby. They're exploring themselves. They're terrible because they're seeking rebellion. They're rebelling because they're seeking to understand themselves and to break away from what you're trying to mold them and control them to be. No, you, you have to let them grow and let them go through their own levels of maturity, right? That's, and that's where the big homie error is supposed to come in. The intermediary between the fact that I'm able to, like, I'm detached. I'm necessarily detached from it. Like I can give your, I can give the game that the old heads or the elder generations are afraid to give because I'm still there with you. You feel what I'm saying? It's like I was saying that, like with the sex aspect, a lot of us, and this is very crazy, a high majority of us never had the, the, the sex talk. If you're the exception to the rule, it's cool, you know, but, uh, and, and, and even then it's like, it's in depth. It's not as in depth as, as what it is like as what it needs to be. We don't learn about sex from the physical, spiritual, and the mental aspects of what the hell it is and what the fuck is doing to your body and all of these different things. So from the physical aspect, I know a lot of times for boys, it's, yo, just use protection. Don't get pregnant. Same shit for girls, actually, but that true depth of the whole process to getting into it, like how the courting works, how the manipulation works, how people are seduced and all that shit. We don't have conversations about that. You feel what I'm saying? We experience it and then we get traumatized from it. And then we just tell people after us, don't do it or don't fuck with this page. Like we need to really start to transition that and give the true guidance and the game behind the shit that we experience, you know, saying and this. Right. I use this example the, the most because it's like. As a big homie, this is something that I tell all young people, every young person I ever who's decide, oh, I want to go to college. I'm going to do this. I say, look, sit down. Find out everything you can about your job, everything you can about what you want to do in life and break it down and pay attention to the rising cost of tuition. Pay attention to 
Is your job actually performing well and getting more money over time? You feel what I'm saying? Is the salary increase and the entry level increase increasing at the same rate that the tuition rates and stuff are? You feel what I'm saying? That's some shit big homies have to tell the younger generation because the elder generation is so out of touch from it. You dig what I'm saying? When I was going, if I would have had a big homie that was an intermediary to say, hey, look, really consider this, this aspect. I wouldn't have had to learn it the hard way. You dig what I'm saying? So many of the elders were like, yo, you go to college, but you'll get a good job that'll pay for itself. I don't think y'all understand how that works. Like, I don't think y'all getting it. Nah, nah. When I was like, the elder generation will always say things like, when I was in college, I was able to work a summer job and pay my tuition. Oh, okay. My guy, I had to work full time on campus and work. I had to work full time on campus. I had to go to class full time on campus and my tuition wasn't paid. I still needed loans. Something that you something in your math was off. You know, something in your math was off. So we need to teach the value of that earlier on, because nobody's talking about the inflation and the transitioning phases between college. Like our older generation, about 20 years older 20 years out of the bracket, 20, 30 years out of the bracket, giving us advice about shit 20, 30 years ago, right? They say shit like, well, yeah, my first entry level job, you know, I was able to get my house. I was like, you know, I was talking to, oh, hey, what was your first entry level job? Yeah, they started me out at about 30,000. I said, they started you out at 30,000 20 years ago? Damn, it's crazy. They was like, okay, what's entry level for you? About 30,000. Still, they're like, yo, they'll tell them, they're telling us, oh, that's good money. No, do you, do you not know what inflation is? That 30,000, that 30,000 you got was probably equivalent to about 45, 50,000. The 30,000 we got is 30,000, but everything increased. The prices of everything increased. Inflation followed. Tuition rates increased. The tuition of the schools that you went to, we didn't, we didn't have. We didn't have those rates. You feel me? Tuition rates have exponentially increased from the 90s till now. But the entry level jobs was only a linear increase. Now, if you understand just the natural bell curve or you understand how a curve moves, you will understand that exponential is a lot faster and it goes up at a, a, a higher rate than, than linear does. You feel what I'm saying? But these things, that intermediary is what's important. That big homie is what's important to tell us this shit. You feel me? To tell us, hey, look, now that I'm going to college, this is what I have to do, you know? When I was when I when I lived in Philly and I was working as an account manager, a lot of the a lot of my employees, they were getting ready to graduate from high school, getting ready to graduate from college. So this was like my first real experience on being a big homie. It was like, I don't know what I'm going to do after college. I said, look, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I said, this job is easy. OK, this job is easy. Finish your degree. Get your shit. But I said, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. The market is oversaturated. That's what the older generation won't tell you. A lot of the jobs that, you know, that we're having now that we're getting now they didn't have back in the day you feel what i'm saying so it was like they were starting those jobs so of course there were people there these jobs have been here for a while now and we're trying to fill them and compete with these motherfuckers who can't get out i said the older generation has yet to understand and embrace that they can't retire and that's sad because they are in denial to it you feel what I'm saying? Anybody who has, you're making, if you're in the older generation, when you retire, they're cutting your check. If you're struggling now, what's going to happen when you really get there? But they are in denial to, I'll be okay. You won't. 
You won't because you're not okay now and you're in denial to it. You feel what I'm saying? And we as the big homies have to see the past and the present at the same time. That's that's what that's what the big homie is for. You know, so I was telling my little homies and shit that was working with me, working under me. And I was like, look, this job is easy. Go ahead and move up the ranks to become a salaried account manager. Lock your shit in. You feel me? And then by the time you graduate, you could chill a little bit in finding a job. I got a little homie right now who's like, yo, bro, I'm glad you looked out for me and told me about this because I've been applying and applying and applying. They're like, I'm going to need a master's. I'm going to have to keep going to school. I said, now, imagine if you didn't have any of this already locked in. Right. And now it's six months in. You have to pay your you have to pay your shit back and you can't find a job in six months in the oversaturated market. Ain't nobody quitting jobs. They need them. They need them now. You feel me? Especially now. So, you know, seeing that, it's like it put that different perspective. Even with my family, you know, they were like, yo, why did you stop going to school? You could have been a doctor. I said, I wouldn't have been able to pay that school back. I wouldn't have. It was like, you would have made, I know, I would not have made enough to pay them back. I said, do do y'all understand why loan forgiveness was created? Because everything kept going up and they realized these motherfuckers are going to be in debt forever. They can't pay. So if you work in a position for 10 years, if you work in whatever for 10 years and you pay consistently for 10 years, then we'll forgive the loan after 10 years. So if they have to forgive the loan after 10 years, they know you can't pay this shit back. Why? Because every time you pay, the interest rate still accumulates and it still compounds. You'll never pay it back. I know motherfuckers who have said that they started off with like, they started off with like $40,000 worth of loans, right? They paid back $60,000 and they still owe twenty. dollars right? I was in med school. I would have finished with like a quarter million or just over a quarter million, probably like $325,000 of debt if I would have finished. You know, motherfuckers like, yo, you would have been making, but you would have been making like $182,000. I said, a year, motherfucker, a year. This shit compounds at a 6% interest rate. Do the math. I'm not paying that shit back. I can't. It doesn't work. Because to do that shit, I would have to literally come back, have no car, no house, nothing. Just work every day and pay these motherfuckers. In order to attempt to put a dent in that motherfucker. So I was like, nah, that's not the game for me. Right? But I didn't have this game. Everybody kept encouraging me because of the title. I'm like, y'all not thinking about the longevity. I'm not trying to be working and paying this shit for the rest of my life. That shit don't make no sense. It's stupid. You feel me? So then they created the loan forgiveness shit, and they're like, oh, after 10 years, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. So people were just asking, like, does loan forgiveness work? I'm, I knew people that was like, well, I don't know. They kind of just started it. We're like in year three, so <laughs> I'm like, damn, so we don't even know if this shit is really going to, they're really going to forgive your shit, what the stipulations are. If you miss one payment, if you had, do you, does it go out of the window because you were late a payment or whatever the case may be? You feel me? It's a lot that goes into that. A lot that I couldn't risk. You feel what I'm saying? So I, I had to make the own moves that I had to do to tap into my own self to become an entrepreneur. So I know, okay, after I pay this shit back, I ain't on nobody else. I know how to make the money from different ways and shit, but I'm going to ice this shit out within the next three years and be done with everything that I owe. You feel me? And because that was a lot. Like, I, I left with a lot. The one as money means my motherfuckers that finished and shit, but I left with a lot. I think I'm at, I probably had like 185. 186,000 or some shit like that. But you feel me? It's gonna get paid for. Trust me, it's gonna get paid for. But the the point of that is that if I had a big homie who was telling me, yo, don't just encourage, yo, go to college, man, get out of the hood. Like, no, sit down and tell me what's the purpose of me going to college. 
Like, like, what am I going to get out of this? Is there another route that I can go? You feel what I'm saying? Is there another route that I can go? Is Are you just telling me, encouraging me to go for the title, for the image or whatever it is? Because so many people have this prestige about, yo, if you're this or that, it's like, I don't, I don't, like, I want to be a professional because my, I'm, I'm professional by my skill set. I don't necessarily need to be professional by <laughs> what I appeal to, what I can appeal to. You feel what I'm saying? Fuck all that shit. Like, you feel me? That's, that's, I don't, that's not a professional to me. That's not a professional to me. Seeing the backside of med school taught me a whole lot. You feel me? I know how I many alcoholics and cokeheads. There's a lot of alcoholics and cokeheads that are doctors. Shit's weird. Ain't shit professional about that for me. You feel me? Ain't shit, ain't shit professional about that to me. You know? And I feel like it's one thing to where, you know, they say, okay, show up, present. Like, motherfuckers be coming off of surgeries and shit. They be going into surgeries high. And people are like, but did you do your job. All right. They do their job. That's why they got all these different types of, like, that's not, that's that. For me, that's foul. That's foul. You cannot do no shit like that. You know, the Hippocratic Oath is the first thing to do no harm, right? If you're doing no harm, that means you're going in with a sober mind. You're always sober minded. But these motherfuckers is alcoholics and cokeheads. A lot of them. A lot of them. You feel me? You'll be surprised. Like, when I was in med school, after a test, they got drunk. I'm like, what the fuck y'all drinking? Well, we don't have class tomorrow. It's like, I mean, drunk, drunk, like, told a fuck up and this is just what they did this was like like rituals type shit like every event every major event like we got a white coast oh we're gonna go drink finish the exam oh we're gonna go drink we don't have class monday oh we're gonna go drink damn all right well that's that's y'all thing you feel me but i feel like it's, it's important on a, on a big homie to see certain things in life and, and tell that shit tell that shit that the older generation won't give the younger generation and sometimes it's not even that they won't, they can't. They don't, we're in different areas of experience. You feel me? We're different areas of experience, but we have to have the baton handed, handed to us in order to hand it to the younger, younger generation. You know? There's no reason why, like, we should be on the same level as the elders. As big homies. And they, they wonder why, like, we don't listen to them. You know, they're like, yo, y'all, y'all little niggas don't listen to nothing. I'm like, yo, y'all don't teach us nothing. Y'all can't teach us anything. Y'all stop teaching us. Like, y'all have nothing to teach us. Y'all are on, we're eye level with y'all now. And y'all are 20, 30 years older than us. That's not fair. That's not fair. It's like, what were you doing preparing for me to become a big homie to take your baton? What were you doing? You were doing nothing. You were doing the same shit you were doing for a, a certain period of time. You know what I mean? Like, when I used to, and it, this is what blew my mind. When I worked in Philly as an account manager, I had two employees under me who were 50 years old. One was just a supervisor. Both of them were supervisors. You feel what I'm saying? It was my spark that pushed them to become assistant account managers. One of them actually regressed back to an assistant account manager, I mean, to a regular supervisor. And then the other one just left. He left after a while because he didn't like the way certain shit went. You feel me? He just quit. I said, wow. Now, both of these men are 50 years old. Right. So as I'm talking to them, I'm giving they're like, yo, you got it. You got a head on your shoulders. You know what I'm saying? Young man. It's like so I'm thinking they retired. Nah, as I'm talking to them, they're just their mentality is, is, is the same as mine. You feel me? One of them, he, she showed me. He was like, yo, look at this. He's on Instagram. He's like, look at this. I'm like, look at what? And it's a twerk video. I'm like, really? Oh, hey, <laughs> like, that's what you're going to show me. All right. Whatever. 
You know, some girls walk by. We was at a hotel. Some 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 women walk by and shit. They like, mm, that's what I like, bro. She looks younger than me. You feel me? Like, damn, what the fuck, bro? What what the hell is happening? I said, y'all ain't pouring no game into us, and you wonder why we're in, we're in opposition to us. So as big homies, we now have to realize where what what happened with them and say, okay, look, we can't allow the younger generation to look at us like that. If the children are the future, we got to start fucking the pre making the present perfect. You feel me? As best as we can. So that's why we, we have to go off of the guidance in the game. We got to give them. We can't sugarcoat shit no more. You feel me? There's younger. Yo, trust me when I say people be like the younger generation, just hard headed. They don't listen. They listen. They listen when you got something that they want to hear. You feel me? When you able to connect with them, when you're able to say, yo, say, I know so many young homies right now. Hit me up. Yo, bro, man, I'm about to start this. Because you inspired me to do this. This is not a bragging moment, but this is the show. Like, they're watching. They're fucking watching. I got a young homie who hit me up. He's like, I'm about to start this uh, vegan cookbook. He said, I'm just putting the final touches on it. It's about to launch. Then I didn't know shit about it until the, until the moment he told me about it. And he's like, yeah, I've been watching you for a minute, bro. He said, I like how you, you know what I'm saying? I got your book. I seen how you did this. You feel me? I got another homie who's like, yo, bro, you feel me? You, he said, yo, you inspired me so much. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he you know, he, he's still in the hood with it, too. But I'm like, yo, he's inspiring the hood. He's like, yo, man, I'm teaching, you know, about, you know, a lot of the shit that I learned from you, man. He's like, I've been watching for a long time. I didn't, like, he said, you be doing a lot. And that's like, man, I knew that you followed me for a minute, but you never know who you're inspiring. It's so many, it's so many that are younger than me that I'm watching transform into men, different types of men, like, you feel me, some are becoming an entrepreneur, some are writers, and all, like, they're tapping into the talent to say, yo, you gave me the free space to do that, and I had not really talked to them much outside of that, you feel me, I had not talked to them much, but it's like, I taught them, I don't know, I just, it was just them being myself, you know what I'm saying, and being able to connect with them, you feel what I'm saying, but having something of substance to give them, now, I'm not saying I'm 100% correct, I'm not saying I'm right, I'm not saying all of that, but I make sure my shit is on point enough to be a big homie. As a big homie, I'm still a human being, so I'm still gonna fuck up. They know. You feel me? I never, I never try to let make it seem like yo, I'm fucking up, or I'm, I'm not fucking up, or I don't make mistakes. I, you know, I try to be as transparent with them as I possibly can because I'm like, I need you to know that this shit ain't perfect. I need you to know that you're gonna make mistakes still, even if I give you the good game and the guidance, you still gonna fuck up at some point. You feel me? I can't, I can't make it. You can't live your life my path. You feel what I'm saying? But I'm going to show you the life, what life is like when you live your, when you live it true to yourself. You feel what I'm saying? Because everybody can't, everybody can't go to college. So some people need to trade. Everybody can't, you know, be an entrepreneur. So some need to go to school. Some need to learn another skill. But some people need to get that ball rolling without the judgment, without that, that quantum leap and that quantum separation. You feel me? We spend so much time trying to make the older generation proud when they should be trying to make us proud. Hey, huddle up, broskies, because it's time to elevate. The secret to evolving masculinity is to define it, understand it, then apply it. The Sofrel series defines masculinity as the spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment of the essence of analysis and deconstruction. From this definition, I explain how masculinity is not just the hat that we wear, but it's the essence that we must exude through application. If you enjoy the Sofrel conversations, why not read the books that inspire them? Visit IamJustSeen.com right now to add the SoFrail series to your library to get a better understanding of what masculinity really is. I promise. After reading SoFrail, you will never look at masculinity the same again.
I think I, I I don't I don't think we really understand that. Like we gotten so wrapped up in trying to make the older generation proud when it's really the way life is supposed to work. The older generation is supposed to make the younger generation proud because the pride in the older generation is what gives the inspiration. You feel me? You're like, I, there, there's no reason why the children should be inspiring the adults to do more. I know people that are older than like out of they're the generation that I was supposed to be looking up to say, yo, you inspired me to write my first book. That shouldn't have been the case. That, 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 that shouldn't have been the case. It, it, it upsets me. It upsets me high key because it's like, that means what the fuck were you like? I wasn't even thinking about being a writer all my life. It ain't like it's something that I woke up and said, I want to write books for the rest of my life or do something like that. Like, no, I knew that I had content over the time and it eventually transpired. But it's like I wrote my first book and published it when I was 26 years old. Right. 26 years old. That inspires somebody, my senior, to say, you inspired me to write a book. What the fuck were you doing for 26 years? Like, really, what were you doing? And that's the conversation that they don't want to have because they have to realize that, oh, the younger generation just rude and disrespectful. Do you see why we're rude and disrespectful? We have nothing to respect. A lot of the older generation are being inspired by us. We got to break that. We got to make sure that the younger generation is proud of it. Could be, and that's because they try to make their parents proud. They spent a whole bunch of time trying to make their parents proud when their parents would have become better people trying to make their children proud. I want my child to be proud of me. I want my child to be proud of me. I don't want my, I don't want to be, I don't want just to be proud of you. I'm not saying don't, don't strive to be proud of your children, but let your children be themselves and become that. Uh, there's a, there's a whole epoch, an era of generations who don't know who they are who were never able to be themselves because they spent time trying to be what their parents wanted them to be. They spent time trying to be what the older generation told them to be. And they spent time trying to be what they could not become. So many people are just not themselves. Midlife crises happen, crises happen and shit like that because that phase of the older generation needing to be proud of the younger generation was, um, was backwards. You dig what I'm saying? It was, you know, we strive as children and they strive as children to make their parents proud. That's never the way it's supposed to go. You are supposed to make the children proud. The younger generation are supposed to be proud at what they see and that gives them the inspiration to do more. It's not difficult. It's really not difficult, but that's where the big homie comes in. The big homie is supposed to be in that space where it's like, okay, I now have took what made me proud to have you as the elder, what made me proud to have you as the person that I looked up to. Now I'm going to create my own inspiration within that. And while I'm creating my inspiration, I now have a younger person looking up to me that I'm like, yo, I'm going to make you proud. I'm going to make that younger kid proud. I'm going to make that person proud to say that they knew me. To say that they they fuck with me because that's going to give that younger generation inspiration. Why are we trying to inspire what's about to expire? This is no shot towards the elders and you know your timeline, you know. But we know what life expectancy is. But we try to give inspiration to those who are about to expire. No, let them go. Like there's nothing. 
there's nothing that they can do within their last moments of life that can better the world. They've had their time. You feel me? They've had their time. But we spent all of our time trying to make them proud. And for what? For what? It was a fleeting thing. Because no matter what we did, we could have always did more. Because they, because they're, because we're trying, like, in our attempt to make them proud is really an aspect of us trying to redeem what they fucked up with. A lot of parents, a lot of th that generation tried to live through their children. And as long as if their children matched or superseded what they did, then they were proud of the child. Yeah, because when I was at school, I did this. That's why the conversation is always, you know, back in my day, we did this. Back here, we did this. It's always a one up. Oh, if I could do it, you can do it. If I can do this. No, 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 no. You're not a child as I'm a child right now. Different generations. You feel me? But because y'all were so busy worrying about what the parents, what you had to do for your parents, what you had to do for your grandparents, you did not realize what you were supposed to be doing for us who had to come into this motherfucker to push forward what you're going to need. 2020 is very, very in, 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 indicative of what's going on. You feel me? This divide has happened. You feel what I'm saying? Look at the election. You got a lot of people trying to vote because, you know, look at the way the election is playing out. All of the old heads are saying, yo, you got to vote, you got to vote, you got to vote you know, for change and shit like that. The younger generation, it's not that, you know, we don't want to vote. It's not that we're, we're upset or anything like that, but we're looking at it like this. Okay, what did you vote for? You voted because you were guilted by the elders to, you know, but the elders should have been working on a way to say, okay, look, this didn't work. This didn't work for us. So we're going to make sure that we start to prepare you guys for something different. No, you guys just do what we did, but just try to do it better. And then we'll be proud of you. You feel me? That's backwards. It doesn't work. The big homie is the one that, that that's what the big homie level is. It's supposed to be where you're sitting in the middle of that to, to analyze the past. You, you're literally the present because you're the present and you're the only, the big homie is only the present because the people, the younger generation is your future. The elders are your past. When you see where you stand, you have to decide, how do I want the future to look? Because we can't live in the past. So why are we still trying to hold standards that fall every time we look at the past? Now nah, we have to start seeing what do I want to stand for the future? That's when you start to put in the work. So when you put in the work, there's a younger person, there's a younger generation, there's an, a person of the future who's going to be looking to you and say, hmm, I fucks with that. I'm proud to know that person. That inspires me now. You feel what I'm saying? I don't, like I said, I don't, I can't give the, like, I've learned to break that mentality in myself of trying to make the older generation proud. For one, it's an impossible task. You can't do it. It's easy as fuck to make a child proud. You know how you know how motivational it is to make a child proud. You feel what I'm saying? You can drive off that momentum a lot faster than you can off the momentum of the elders. You dig what I'm saying? Because the, the elders would defeat the fuck out of you if you're not living their their life. Like I've, this is a phrase that I've heard a lot of elders say. You know, I'll support you as long as you're doing what you're doing. You know what that really meant? Because as I've seen so many people live their life, the elders just pull back away from it. The elders will support you as long as you're doing what they want you to do. That's, 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 not, that's not smart. Because now that creates the disconnect. Because now I, now I really don't, I don't, I'm not even trying to make you proud anymore. I don't want you to be proud of me. You feel me? I got to live my life. You feel what I'm saying? My focus, when I, when I change that mentality, and I'm not saying everybody has to do this, and I'm not saying disregard what your elders are saying. I still take advice from my elders, but it's limited. Honestly, I can't take advice about business from people I've never seen do business. But yet they're trying to give me. 
the insight on it. No, it's no slight to them. But it's like, I don't I didn't see you doing it. You can't give me business insight when I'm learning it now and, and I'm experiencing it and I'm asking you about it. And all you did was, OK, well, I heard about this. I heard about that. But you didn't apply shit. I can't like I can't take that from you. The elders want it to be they 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 get mad at, at the, the younger generation for that. You feel me? They get mad at the younger generation for that because we don't listen. Why would we listen to shit you're not experiencing? You don't have the experience for what you're trying to tell me about. Why would I listen? That, that makes no sense. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I watched you not gain this experience, so I'm going to ask you for advice about it. No, because all that's going to do is put me in the same position as you're in. You feel me? I need to go talk to people who are doing what I'm doing, you know? And that's what it's about, because you have to see the people that are trying to be proud, of, that, that are trying to make children proud. The people that are trying to make the younger generation proud, those are the game changers of the world. The, the people who want to be want to be proud of children. That's that makes no sense. You're setting yourself up for failure if you want to be proud of a child. Like for real, like for real, because they're children, they're learning the world. I'm not saying they can't do shit like I'm proud of all of like my cousins, my nieces and nephews, but I don't expect them to make me proud. I expect them to be proud of me, to be proud to say, yo, that's my uncle. Yo, that's my cousin. Yo, that's my big homie. They got to be proud of us for that because that gives them the inspiration. I got a whole I got a whole line of cousins who now say, you know what? I think I think maybe I should start a business, too. You feel me? Or maybe I should do this. But yes, yes, please do. But now I do some research in the shit. I always say if I would have had the information that I had now when I entered undergrad, I would have been a millionaire already. I would have took my refund checks. I would have invested them. I would have motherfucking learned how to day trade. I would have walked out of undergrad. I, Boy, I don't even know. And it, it, it pisses me off because I didn't have the insight. I didn't have a big homie. I didn't have a big homie. The big homies that they just said, go, go, make sure you go to school and stay focused. What do I do while I'm in school? What do I do with this refund check? What do I do with this extra money? You feel me? I saved. That's what, you know, that's, that's what it was. It was saving, but it's like the big homie wasn't there. So the big homie narrative has to be changed. It's about focusing on the youth, making sure the youth are like, yo, you know, and it's one thing. It's like it's crazy because the youth has to fight for their voice. The younger generation has to fight for their voice. That's sad to me. You know, oh, the youth got something to say. You know, how I mean? like I had to show and prove that what I was talking about was of quality to the old heads because like, I had to fight for it. Nobody was really willing to just listen. Nah, that's why we can't tell y'all nothing because this, that and the third. Like I got into it with an old head one time. Because I made a post about, you know, you know what? I don't mind being a stepdad if I got to be one, right? Old head going to say, see, that's what's wrong with y'all little niggas. Y'all always trying to take care of somebody else's kids. I said, well, it's because we gained empathy from y'all old niggas leaving us as kids that had to take care of themselves. Motherfuckers. <gasps> yeah, yeah. We, now, when we talk that shit back, then we get disrespectful. There's a whole generation of y'all who are responsible for the reason why my generation has the empathy and doesn't mind having children that are not theirs. You feel what I'm saying? Because we know what it's like, bro. Like, if we could have just had a motherfucker decide, you know what? I'll step in and help out. I'll step in for, with this woman despite the fact that she has kids or whatever the case may be. That shit would have, it, it could have shaped a lot of us. But instead, it gave us that empathy to say, damn, she got kids and the father ain't there. You know, you motherfuckers contributed to a cycle. 
You feel me? Contributed to a cycle, so much of a cycle that you would be like, well, um, I don't even know if it's mine. You feel me? Because I know that you, like, you try to hype yourself up and then you find out years later that the kid was yours and shit, blah, blah, blah. But that generation of, of, of men, like I said, we had that conversation where he's like, um, y'all always trying to take care of somebody else's kids. I'm like, well, y'all always leaving kids alone and the mother to take care of them by herself. So who's really the wrong one here? We at least have compassion and heart to say, you know what, if I'm going to be with her, I'm going to take her kids on. You feel me? We don't need another cycle of this shit. You feel what I'm saying? But it's like at some point we got to start to segue and, and, and be real big homies and, and accept all that, that comes with that. You feel me? And like I said, not just the big homies to the little homies that are men, but to the little homies that are sisters too. Like, it's, we, we get wrapped up in always teaching the boys shit, you know, that we can't teach, that we don't really teach the girls shit. The girls need to be taught just as much as the boys, you know. Whenever I'm making reference to my little cousins and shit, I'm talking about my male cousins and I'm talking about my female cousins. I'm talking about the boys and the girls because I've learned how much the girls have been left out of the game. The game for men. You feel what I'm saying? The game for men. And I'd be like, yo, like I don't like when I talk to my little cousins, they're in high school age now. The girls are in high school age now. I don't play with them. Y'all are good enough to understand. I be, I tell them, yo, you know, if and I be like, look, if you want to tell that I told you this shit, tell it. You know, I, I catch flat. They're too young to talk about this. That's the problem right there. Y'all think they too young to talk about this. You feel me? Because y'all aren't mature enough to actually be able to talk to them about the shit that happens. So then when they go experience the shit, then they wrong. You feel me? Because like I said, when a child is ready to ask you a question, they already know the answer. They just want your answer to see if it's, it's, it suffices. You think they're too young to know about the shit. They're already experiencing the shit. They already know. It's a whole digital fucking world, bro. They're learning a lot faster. You feel what I'm saying? So when I talk to my little cousins, I don't just tell them, oh, these boys only want one thing, so stay away from them. No, I'm going to tell you how the boys work. I'm going to tell you how they get you. Because we know the unwritten codes, but as big homies, we need to be like, yo, get a game to everybody. Make it fair. I'm not just... Because I can't want... Like, this shit pisses me off because... The old heads will talk to the boys, you know, use protection. This is how you talk to a girl. This is how you, this is how you talk to a girl. This is how you get a number. This is how you court. This is how you do this. But you'll never give that same game to a little girl. You'll never give that same game to your daughter. A big homie's going, you have to be on both sides. I always tell them, look, look, this is how you respond to when a man says these things to you. This is how you should respond. This is what you need to listen out for. You feel what I'm saying? Because I'm going to tell you what his daddy's going to tell him. I'm going to tell you what his daddy's, daddy's telling him on how to get you, how to get your number, how to, how to lower your defenses and shit. But I need to tell you how to keep them defenses up. I need to tell you what to pay attention to and what he's going to go for. You feel what I'm saying? I need to teach you all these aspects of the game as my little homies that are women. Y'all my little homies too. You feel me? My, 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 my male cousins, they, ain't, they just ain't my little homies. My, my little girl cousins, they my little homies too. And like I said, they're getting ready for high school now. So I pull them to the side, look. You know, I always ask them whenever, whenever they see each other, I give them a hug. I'm like, are you good? And they're like, yeah, I'm good. And then, you know, I give them that look. No, are you good? They're like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. They know what I'm talking about, you know? And we had those moments. We had those moments where it's like, yo, I want to talk to y'all. And I want the truth. You feel me? It'd be funny as hell because they'd be thinking they in trouble like a motherfucker. Like, they'd be like, why you want to talk to us now? I said, nah, you know. Because I don't like, like, 
you know, it's cultural. You know, you hear the gossip about the girls and all of the shit. And, you know, she's doing this, she's that. And it's like, we got to stop that. But I understand. I got to be the big homie. And I know where it started and it's inception coming from. But I can't let that shit pass to the future as best as I can. So I pull the girls to the side and I talk to them. I'm like, yo, so what's this stuff about this? You know, and I come to them as, you know, not the judgmental motherfucker. I come to them as the motherfucker who's like, yo, I know what you're going through. You feel me? We got to be big homies on both sides of that. You know? My little cousins and shit, like, when it's, when the, the male cousins, they haven't reached that point yet where they're talking, you know, talking to me. But, you know, I had those conversations too. It's like, yo, how are you talking to women? How are you talking to the girls in the school? What are you attracted to? You know? Like, like what, how are you approaching these girls? How are you approaching these women? Like, what are you, what are you gonna, like, that shit matters. That's big homie shit. Like, we should, we should be having these conversations with the 15, 16, 17 year old kids. 12, 13, 14 years, like, there's levels we should be having conversations. They shouldn't be figuring this shit out on their own because what they're going to do, they're going to learn from peers. You feel me? They're going to learn from their peers. Like I said, I built this, this point up to where I have said, you know what? I want my cousins to be proud of me. I want my nieces and nephews to be proud of me. I want them to be so proud of me that I inspire them to be better. You feel me? That's what a big homie's supposed to be. Anybody that, that, you know, any of the people that, you know, I was like, yo, I was proud to know that motherfucker. And they didn't, I don't even think they knew that they were making me proud of them. Like, just watching them do fanatical shit. It's like, yo, I'm proud to be that. Like, yo, that shit is crazy. You feel me? But it was a never a point of, yo, you have to be, I have to make me proud. Mm-mm. You gotta, we gotta stop telling children and the younger generation to make the older generation proud. It makes no sense. Because now, we're experiencing it as the millennials. You know, no matter what we do, it's always bullshit. Like, for real, for real, no matter what we achieve, it's, you could do more. Bitch, I can't. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. You feel what I'm saying? By the time I was your age, I had a house. I had this. I had that. Bruh, the housing market wasn't fucked up like when y'all had it. Like, because of all of the shit that you're bragging about, you did at your age, you fucked up everything for us. Are you going to accept that? You know, you guys just got to pull up by your bootstraps. Bitch, we ain't even got no boots. Y'all ain't even no boots. So what y'all want us to pull up the front of bootstraps for? You feel what I'm saying? So that gets defeating. When you're, when, you, when you're constantly being reaffirmed that you're not good enough, no matter how hard you work, they keep reminding you that you're not good enough. You feel what I'm saying? That's where, as, as big homies, we need to change that perspective to the younger generation. We need to show them what they can be inspired, what they should be inspired to be by making them proud. I'm telling you, it's easy as fuck to make a younger generation, like a, a kid proud, bro. Like, imagine this. Like I said, you talking to your older generation and shit, it's like, yeah, I graduated with this, this, that, and the third. Well, I graduated with that. And I was here at this part of my class, and I did this and that. They don't just say, damn, good fucking job. It's do more. Do more. Now we got depression. We got anxiety. Our mental health is all fucked up because we're still trying to do more, and we can't do anymore. We don't know what more to do. You feel what I'm saying? Now, go talk to the motherfucker that's the younger generation. And you be like, say the same shit, man. Yeah, I just, what? You did what? You did that? They be inspired. Like, they be in awe like a motherfucker. Yo, I want to fucks with that too. I want to do this. Like, my cousins, my little cousins and shit, you know, they want to go to college because they've seen somebody in college. You feel me? It's one thing like for the, yo, you're going to, the old heads tell them, you're going to go to school. You're going to do this. You know, I'm telling them, yo. It's like, yo, when I was in college, man, I was at this party. I was there. I like, they get inspired for that shit, but then I also give them the other side. They like, yo, 
And I'm like, yo, and I still had my fun, but I graduated with honors. You feel me? I still studied. I still did all the things that I do. And I tell them the stories that I went through. I tell them the stories. That's the biggest problem that we have in our, in our, in our community now. We don't tell the stories anymore. We don't feel like the kids can handle the stories. And we just tell them shit like, yeah, I've been through what you've been through, but you're too young to understand. Well, tell me what you've been through. So I can be proud that you overcame it. So I don't go through the shit. No, Hove did that. So hopefully you don't have to go through that. Don't repeat the shit. You feel me? But the parents want us to, the, the elders and shit, they want us to repeat that shit. The big homies got to break. We, we're cycle breakers at this point. We're cycle breakers. You may not want the task. You may not want the, the, the journey. You may not want this shit, but you have it. And as my brothers, like, we're tasked with a lot of transformation. We have to be the big homies, not only to our little, our little brothers, but our little sisters, too. The ones that are biological and then the ones that are just cultural. We have to be that for them. And like I said, change your perspective, yo. Change your, really change your perspective and really look at it like this. Like, do I want my elder generation to be proud of me? Or do, because at what point, as long as you're still seeking that, at what point does it stop? When they no longer give you the gratitude, you feel me? When they, when they transition on. If that's your impetus to always make them proud of you, when will it stop? And then when will you just stop living because you don't have anything else to, um, to, to, to aspire to, to, to make proud of you? Like I said, my momentum has always been built because the younger generation were the ones that I tried to make proud. Just listening to them. Like, I promise you. I learned this when I was in Philly, when I first started becoming an entrepreneur, when I quit school and I really started on my entrepreneur journey, every success that I made as an entrepreneur, I would tell people that were older than me and they'd be like, oh, okay, well, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this. Cause they're basing it off. I'm like, when I tell the younger generation, I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, bro, you just did what? Like when I wrote my first book, motherfucker was like, yo, how'd you write it? When'd you write a book? I was like, right here while I was at work. It was like, bro, that's what you was writing in that little book every time. Yeah. I, I, it was like, yo. That's dope. Like you were still able to do your job full time. And you and it gave me that motivation because it's like, yo, they're proud of me. They were proud to look at me and then it inspired them. You feel me? And their inspiration fueled me to make another person proud, another person younger than me proud, another person like that. So when I'm looking at these younger kids that are, I ain't gonna call them kids, but I got, I mean, I'm getting older now. So they're kids to me now. But when I'm looking at them and they're hitting me up, bro, I've been watching you for a long time, man. And it's just like, yo, I fucks with you. Like, look, this is what I got. You know what I'm saying? This is what I got. And it's like, I get proud of them because I was like, yo, your pride in me inspired you to do something greater. Your pride in me inspired you to do something different, to transform and shit. Like, it's, it's kids right now, they're younger than me. They're like six, seven, eight, nine years younger than me that are doing a lot of what I did faster just because they were inspired because, you know, I made them proud. You feel me? That's what your that's what your job is, a big homie. Is you learn the game and you give them the game, you give them the guidance, you give this all of this shit, but you focus on making them proud of you. I guarantee you'll be far more successful in life by that. You know, I promise you. Like, I've gotten more inner peace with myself in the last five years than I had in the previous twenty five. You feel me? Because in the previous twenty five, it was about making everybody proud. That was a heavy weight on my shoulders. When it switched. My brother had, he had kids, he had, he had his kids first and my sister followed. When I started like paying attention to them and how, and how, how easily entertained they were, you feel me? Just learning the new shit that I was learning. Like I remember when I was meditating, like around my, um, he's, well, 
Now he's not my youngest nephew, but at the time he was my youngest nephew. And, you know, I was meditating and he just came in the room. He was like, you know, he was mid, he was like four, three or four. But he came in the room mid, mid, he said, Uncle Ray. He stopped. And then his twin sister was coming in. He was like, shh, 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 shh. He said, Uncle Ray, we're focusing. He focusing. So I was like, I tried, I tried so hard not to break out of this meditation because I, I wanted to still hold it. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Because I, I was dying because they just looking at me. I could feel them staring at me. He's like, yo, Uncle Ray, he's focusing. And so he closed the door real slow and backed up. So then I came out of the meditation and he was like, he said, Uncle Ray, you was focusing. I said, I was meditating, but yeah, yeah, I was focusing too. I said, you can call it focusing. I let him have it. You feel what I'm saying? He said, wow. He said, can I focus with you one day? I said, yeah. And you feel me right after that, like the next day, he was like, Uncle Ray, are we focusing today? I said, yeah, we're going to focus today. I said, so this is what you got to do. You got to sit with your legs crossed, put your fingers together and close your eyes, and then you got to breathe. And it's like him watching it, he was so in, in awe from what I did that, you know, it made him proud that I was doing something different, you know, something he had never seen before and it inspired him to want to do it. Do he meditate now? Hell the fuck no. He was four. He's like nine now. So it's different. But Seeing that changed my perspective because I was like, you know what? My goal is just to make the younger generation proud. That's who matters. As long as I can continue making them proud, I'm going to be successful because that's who has to support my shit. <laughs> like when it's all said and done, either my peers or the younger generation are the ones who I have to focus on. They're the ones who, have, who are going to help me transition into, into deeper aspects of life. You feel me? That's what it's like to be a big homie. Like by the time I'm out of the big homie phase and I actually become an elder, actually become, you know what I'm saying, uh, an old head, like, I need to still keep that same energy. Like, yo, let me make y'all proud. Like, all of the people that I sit under, all of the people that I learn from, their goal, I, whether they intentionally notice or not, it's just to inspire me. How do you inspire me if I'm not proud of you? You know? I have to be proud of you. I have to have pride in the shit that you do in order to be inspired by it. You feel what I'm saying? And that's when I seen what the difference is, and that's why I've seen that it's so important that we are big homies. And in being big homies, we are able to understand what the past did, understand what the future, the, the past they want, and understand what the future needs to do and find the motherfuckers who align with the parts of the future that we will be embodying and teach them, guide them, love them, you know, give them the, the game that we, you know, don't bump your head like I did. You feel me? And then as they become more and more proud of us, they become inspired by us and they create greater than what we originally created. And don't forget to take a moment to go get your exclusive merchandise from Just Scenes Merch. At Just Scenes, each piece is specifically crafted with positive imagery and symbolism. From the titles and designs to the descriptions, each style gives you something to feel great about. With everything from hoodies and tees to coffee mugs and tote bags, we have something for the entire family. So be sure to get yours today. Find us on Instagram at Just Scenes Merch and get your merchandise right now. Yeah, so I'm a um I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up there. Um, but yeah, this is this is this is the big homies. We're important. We're needed again. You feel me? We we lost that we lost that ability to see ourselves as a vital source in this world anymore. Like. If you think about where your position is in life right now, if you're, you know, 20s, mid, like mid 20s, mid 30s and shit like that, even pushing 40s and, you know, if you're in that bracket, how long have you felt like you didn't fit in? 
how long have you felt like, you know, where do I go? Like, which way am I supposed to be moving? It's because that disconnect happened because there was like, we have two generational positions where there were no big homies. There were just elders and kids. There were no big homies. Like, really think about it. You had elders and kids, and then you had the people in between who were either acting like kids or acting like they were older. There was never that intermediary phase of the big homies. The big homie came back. The 90s, the late 80s, early 90s babies, I don't know if the universe just aligned this way for us, but we're the big homies. You feel me? A lot of us still play. We still had the childish <laughs> energy about ourselves to connect with the younger generation, but we still had the maturity to connect with the older generation. What did Cole say? He said, I'm stuck in the, he said, um, I'm stuck in the middle of two generations. I'm little bro and big bro all at once. A lot of us in this age bracket, you know, 25, 30, 45, 35, like we're in the middle. We're both. We're both. And that's why a lot of us are still childish. That's why a lot of us still have that childlike energy. We play so much. We still, and we're able to still connect to the younger generation. But we have to change the mindset of forcing the younger generation to make us proud. And we have to channel that energy to become, make them proud of us. I can guarantee that we will change the world a lot faster. We will shape the world a lot faster. We will shape our communities a lot faster if we weren't trying to make them proud of us. I mean, if we weren't trying to be proud of them, you feel me? And we were trying to make them proud of us. Like I said, it's easy as fuck to make a child proud of you. It's hard as fuck to make an, a miserable elder proud of you. You feel what I'm saying? They, sometimes they'll be, they'll be our first haters and they'll be the ones who defeat us. That's why I'm so glad I moved to Philly. Like, this is no shot towards any of my, my aunts, my uncles, my parents, none of that. But I needed to be away from them in order to, and I, when I left them, I was around younger, fresher energy at all times. And that shit just kind of propelled me. And like, I'm like, oh, that's what it was. Because they, they kept me on my toes because I was like, yo, I'm trying to make them proud. I want the younger generation to see that they can do this. They can do this too. You know what I'm saying? But I want it to be a bigger dynamic. I was never, I was never able to satisfy the older generation. No matter how hard I tried, I was never able to satisfy them. You feel what I'm saying? Never. It's like any time I brought something, oh, well, you could have did this. Yo, when I was young, I remember walking in the snow and dude, that's your dumbass fault for walking in the snow. I don't give a fuck. I ain't living in the snow. You feel me? I'm sorry that your conditions was fucked up and you had to walk in the snow. You feel me? But don't try to downplay the shit that I'm doing in life because your shit was harder or you perceive it to be harder. We're in different generations. Because at the same time, they'll talk all of that shit and then they'll come back to you to need help with the shit that is going on in the future generation right now. You feel me? That I got to figure out because you didn't have an intermediary to give me the guidance to segue me into this shit. You feel what I'm saying? I know so many motherfuckers who, they're not that older than me, but they struggle with electronics. They struggle with computers and shit. You feel me? That's the, and that's what blows me because the elder generation has always said shit we know what's best. How do y'all know what's best and y'all don't know what's going on now? Well, I'm getting old. I'm getting this. You see the loop? They took you away from the world for 40 years and put you in a fucking cubicle. And you didn't teach shit but how to sit in a fucking cubicle. You didn't learn shit about the, 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 the college rates changing. You didn't learn shit about the world except what you saw in the news. And you saw that shit the same time, 6 o'clock, every night for the rest of your fucking life. And now we're telling you what the fuck is happening to the world. Uh-uh. That's not what the news said. 
That's not what this said. I don't know what this is talking about. When I was young, you're not young anymore. Give it up. That's where we have to come in as the big homies. You feel me? My brothers, that's where we have to come in as the big homies. My sisters, I hope y'all can get something too, because y'all are big homies too. Homieettes, I guess. But as big homies, we gotta, we gotta get back to that point. You feel what I'm saying? And I use this with so real conversations because you know I always define masculinity as the masculinity as a spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment, the essence of analysis and deconstruction. Analysis and deconstruction is about breaking down the world. Yes, it is on men to break the and break down and redefine the world. Because women have to build it back up. Synthesis is a construction. It's, I don't make the rules. The universe already pre-coded the shit. But you feel what I'm saying? As big homies, we have to be the ones to break down the game and give it to the kids. Right? Break down the game and give it to the kids. It's the women who are the big homies who have to show the little kids how to build that shit back up. This is why we're both needed simultaneously. But as my brothers, our masculinity has to get back intact. It's deeper than manliness. Because what are we creating? Just, just think about it. If I just had a conversation with somebody. He was like, he startled. He would say that he was startled by my definition of masculinity. I said, what? The spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment of the essence of analysis of deconstruction? I don't, what, what, what are you startled for? You know, and then he, I guess he wanted to critique it. He was like, yeah, after I finish it, I want to talk to you and I want to put a mirror up to it. All right, bro, just make sure you're ready. Make sure you're ready. Because I already understand, like, if you, I already know that we're from a different level of understanding. I'm going to respect you where your level is when we talk, but we're coming from a different level of understanding right now. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm like, when those men are, you know, they, they, it's, it's almost a one-to-one. -one. It's about manliness, which I never mentioned, which I never said, don't be a bitch. I never said, you know, be soft or anything like that. I've talked about analysis and deconstruction. That is a real reality. That is a real reality. You can't debate me on that shit because now we have men that can't problem solve. They can bitch and whine about shit and point fingers, but not many men can problem solve. What is problem solving? Analysis and deconstruction. Oh, wow. You feel me? It's like, it's, it's, the, the shit is there. So it's like, we have to see, okay, look, bro, the world is not functioning the way it's supposed to because masculinity is gone. So it's on us to be the big homies that have to, okay, look, go through the trenches. A lot of us are really going through the trenches right now, not for the old heads. We can't fix shit for them. It's for the younger generation. We have to start analyzing, deconstructing shit for them. Really? And then give them the game so they can be around the feminine energy that shows them how to, how to synthesize and construct it. So... The big homies, that, that's who we need, to be, we need to be talking to. But we need to be doing it on a different, on a, on a more frequent, consistent basis. Not only as big homies do we talk to the boys, we have to talk to the girls too. Now, in talking to the girls, I mean give them the game. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't be on no stupid shit. Feel me? Fuck with your peers. Stop fucking with these young ass girls. But anyway, give them the game that can protect them. That can help them maneuver. And don't give the boys the game that destroys the women. Stupid. Because that's what we do. We give the boys the game to destroy the women. And we give the game, the girls the game to disarm themselves. It don't work. Oh, maybe you're too strict. Maybe, you know, you got to be free sometimes. Don't nobody like, no, 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 no. Give the girls the game the same way you give the game to the boys. If I'm going to tell the boys, look, talk to women better. You feel me? Have conversations with them. Stop trying to spit game with them. Find something that they like and talk to them. I'm going to teach the women. Embrace a conversation with a man who, who, who uh, mentally stimulates you. If he don't make you think, don't fuck with him. Simple. You feel what I'm saying? Because you're going to get nowhere in life. If he makes you feel more than he makes you think, there's a problem. Because he's going to fuck with your emotions. 
You feel what I'm saying? We got to teach our girls this early. Same with the boys. Stop trying to focus on making her feel and make her think first. The reason why is because when you look at the understanding of a man and a woman, men think before we feel. Women feel before they think. This is not to say we don't do both aspects, but this is just the way we're wired. Men think before we feel. Women feel before they think. So when we're in that position, we have to cater to each other that way. You feel what I'm saying? Knowing that women feel first, if we tap into the feelings first, we fuck them up. Same shit with the, with the, with the, with the woman. If, if she taps into the way a man thinks, it can fuck them up. So we got to teach this part, these parts of the game on how to harmonize with each other at that point. You feel me? We teach our boys how to tap into a woman's feelings to fuck her. You feel me? What are we doing? Self-esteem. Boost her self-esteem, make her feel this type of way. When, you, when a woman taps into stroking a man's ego, she's making him think about a certain thing. You feel what I'm saying? And if she does it, she can fuck him over. But we don't need to, we don't, we don't need to be doing that. Like Women are designed to teach us how to feel better. Men are designed to teach women how to think better. I'm not, saying think, I'm not saying that women don't think. I'm saying that women feel first. So an objective situation could occur and a woman's going to put the subjectivity to it. And vice versa. A, a, a subjective situation occur and a man will try to be analytical and rational about it. No, like, nah. Nah, like, that has to be understood that men, that this is how we operate and that's what our connection is about. The harmony is there. The big homies got to start teaching that shit. Bro, it's on you to, 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 to guide that woman into thinking more. And a little young lady, it's about you on to guide that man into feeling more. You feel what I'm saying? Because it has to work. So when you guys are connecting, you are connecting organically. Fuck all of this game and all this playing and shit. You feel me? Start teaching the game the right way. If you know this person is smart, intelligent, or whatever, like help them see what their gifts and their talents are. Our kids got to stop fucking being robots. Cookie cutter motherfuckers who you're smart, go to college. Okay, how smart are you, though? Are you smarter than the person who needs to go to college? Can you pick this shit up on your own? Because at some point you have to realize that you can do more. But that comes from us being big homies who have experienced the shit, who can tell you might not need this. You, you might not need this. I got a little cousin right now. He's in the 10th grade. He, he ain't going to need college. He's going to waste his time. I can't tell him that shit. I mean, I can teach him. I'm giving him, trying to put, put him on game. It's like, yo, bro. You know, start looking at other things, you know, just in case, you know, college is going to bore him. He's going to waste four years of his life because he has to, he can, he learns so fast, but I'm like, yo, it makes you learn this shit in four months. You feel me? A semester, you have to do this shit. You have to wait the whole semester. You're going to get bored, dude. I know you're going to get bored, but hey, the family wants you to do this. I can't tell you that. You feel me? I know this to be true because I'm like, yo, you're a lot like me. I did my four years and shit and I didn't try. Because there was, it was too much time. I could have learned all of that. I, I know that I could have learned all of the information in about a year. You feel me? And I know this to be true because of the way once I quit school, I don't, man, people don't understand how quick I learned. I learned so much information in five years off of multiple things. Now, this is entrepreneurship. This is health. This is so many different things. I learned all of this shit in five years. Collectively, the, to the depths of the shit that I had learned. And it's like, how did you do it? Well, I left school. Because for me, school wasn't there. But I had no big homie to tell me, yo, you're too smart for school. You feel me? Because it's like you got a big homie experience in this shit. It's like, yo, bro. Hey, my homie. You just, you're in the same vein as me. So school is going to be this. 
or while you're in school, challenge yourself. You feel me? Because look, when I was an undergrad, I graduated. When I was an undergrad, I worked full time. Well, I ain't gonna say full time. It wasn't 40 hours. I worked 30 hours a week. I worked full time on campus. You feel what I'm saying? I was in class full time. Every semester, the, 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 the lowest semester I had was I think I took 15 credits. But the most extensive, I took 20. You feel what I'm saying? And I still finished in four years. You dig what I'm saying? Still graduated with honors. The shit wasn't hard for me, you know? But I had people telling me, like, I had, I remember I would always have a conversation about the classes that I was taking with you. And they're like, yo, you might want to buckle down and pay attention. And I used to, I used to always silence it. Look, stop. That's you, not me. I can do this. And when I would come out with all A's in the shit, motherfuckers would be like, yo, you really did. I told you, this shit is easy. It may have been hard for you, but I'm not you. I get that you're older than me and you tried this route and it didn't work. Like, that's not me. I needed a big homie to tell me, bro, you're going to need something on the side. You're going to need things on the side to stimulate you. Not just the relationship. You're going to need things that stimulate you mentally. Nothing was doing that shit. Nothing was doing that shit. You feel me? So as a big homie, we have to be in these, these, these positions to tell the younger generation, look, I see who you are. You feel me? Because they're going to gravitate to you, to you once you start to live certain things because they become proud of you. Then they become inspired by you. And when they're inspired by you, they want to learn your ways, Yoda. <laughs> they want to learn your ways and shit. But it's in learning your ways that as a big homie, you have to teach them how to bring their own ways out of themselves. That's what it's like. Not repeat a cycle and do what you did, but bring the ways out of themselves. So with that being said, I, I, I'm going to end it there. Um, Tap into being a big homie. Watch the little kids that are looking up to you. Watch the young people who are just coming to you that won't leave you alone that you feel like, ah, damn, like, go. no, they're, they're your little homies. The universe is giving you the little homie. You know how, you know, you go to the fucking boys and girls club, whatever the case may be, get, do the little brother, little sister club and shit. The universe has that too, and it gives them to you. It gives them to you. Like, you get, you get people that just need your help. <laughs> you feel me? The thing about the universe, though, is it's a little bit different because it's not necessarily younger people. It's younger souls more in, or inexperienced souls to what you have. You dig what I'm saying? But I'm speaking solely from the younger, the, truly the younger um, expression. You'll start to get younger people who are coming up to you. Oh, I need guidance. Yo, tell me about this. You know, give them the game. I remember when I was in, I was in high school. I had a young homie come up to me and said, yo, bro, I need some advice. I think I was in, it was my junior year, maybe my senior year. He was my little homie, man. I really fuck with him heavy, you know. Um, incidentally, I ended up kind of protecting him. <laughs> it's on some shit in my senior year because this dude used to try to he used to try to punk him and shit. And I knew he would beat him up, but you know, I just not to do that one time. But anyway, the because uh, the dude he tried to buck on me. And shit. That's not the story that I'm supposed to be telling. So anyway, the dude was like, you know, he came up to me. He was like, yo. Hey, Ray, I need some advice. And I was just playing at the time because, you know, this was, I was young. I was like 16, 17. I said, man, what you need? Advice talking to a bitch or something? He was like, yeah. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, let's run that back. I said, first off, she's not a bitch. You know, I said, I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I said, well, I, I'll play and I'll put that shit on, 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 on front street for what it is. But I said, if you like her, you can't see her as a bitch. That's the first thing. He was like, so how do I talk to a man? Like, I really like her, you know? So I'm like, yo, who is she? You feel me? And then he told me the girl's name. I said, oh, damn, that's what's up, bro. I can see you fucking with her, bro. Like, you know, I never wanted to, I didn't even try to set the tone like, oh, that's not somebody I wouldn't fuck with or this, that, and the third. Like, nah, because that's that man's interest. You feel what I'm saying? That's what he fucks with. So I was like, yo, I can see you fucking with her. He said, man, I really like her, bro. Like, what do I, what do, I do? 
Like, how do I, how do I approach her? So I'm like, yo, mom, what's up? I said, don't do no shit like that. Just have a conversation with her, bro. I said, look, whatever. I said, what does she do? And it's like he already knew about it. He's like, yo, she played basketball. She did. She did. I was like, well, okay. Do you go to the games? He was like, sometimes when I can catch him. I said, all right, cool. Next time she play, next time you go to the game, and if she play, pick out something that she did that stood out to you. And then when you see him, be like, yo, I seen you on the court when you did X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, had, a, had just have a regular conversation with her. He said, it's really, he said, that's it. I said, yeah, that's it, bro. You don't need all this extra shit, bro. He was like, so that's how you be talking to girls? I'm like, yeah, nigga, what the fuck you thought I'd be doing? He was like, yo, man, I just thought you, you had some kind of script or some kind of Mac. I said, no, it ain't no Mac, bro. I said, you'll get them more when you're able to have an organic conversation with them because you're showing them who they are, too, that they're human. Like, they're not just the object that you're trying to get. Like, you're showing them. He was like, all right. You know, he went and talked to her. And he was like, yo, bro, she cool as fuck. I said, I told you, bro. He was like, man, yo, that shit worked. I said, I know it worked because it, it's, it's real. It's the truth. It's honesty. Like I said, there's, don't, don't try to play the game. I said, because when you start trying to play the game, you got to keep that game up. You're not built to play that game, bro. Like, you're not built to play that game forever. You know, nobody is, you know. So that was a, a moment of being a big homie of that, of that regard. But it's like, we need to get back into that. If it takes a village, the village is lost to big homies. The big homies are gone. You know, the mentors, the guides, like they're gone. We need the elders for wisdom, but we still need that. We need the elders for the experience that has already happened. But we need also the big homies who are experiencing in the present to inspire the younger generation to be inspired to, to go forward. So um, with that being said, like I said, that was I'm going to end it there. Go be a big homie, yo. Go be a big homie to somebody. If they gravitate towards you and they're younger than you, fuck with them. Don't try to dismiss them. Show them. And if you feel like you can't, they can't see certain sides of you, then you don't need to be doing those things. You feel me? It's not so much as distancing yourself from them. It's like if you feel a type of way when you look at a younger person looking at you doing certain things, it's like, damn. That's the reason for that. Because you're not supposed to be doing that. Because what you're inspiring them to do is different. That's why you feel that type of way. You feel what I'm saying? I'm not saying put down your, your ways and shit, but when that person keeps coming around and they keep looking up to you and shit like that, what you're doing may not be good for them, but that person still needs you. You feel me? So I'll say that. But um, big homies, be one, love one. Be one to the boys and to the girls. And, you know, don't, don't, and give them the game. Give them the game early that you learn late. It's really what it's all about. You feel what I'm saying? And strive to make them proud of you. You feel me? Don't focus on, you know, setting a standard where they, where you have to be proud of them because it's, you're going to, we're going to repeat this fucked up ass loop. We can't fuck with, we can't fuck with anybody else's mental health at this point. We had to, we didn't had to heal a lot of shit. You feel me? But like I said, change that perspective one time and you'll see what I'm talking about. Go, go see how proud of a little, of, a, of you, a younger motherfucker will be as opposed to somebody who's older than you. Just watch. Watch how your energy shifts and watch how you feel so motivated to keep going. You feel what I'm saying? You'll see. But that being said, go kiss your babies. Go make sure that they are becoming proud of you and watch how, watch how well you inspire them. You feel what I'm saying? Um, kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And I see y'all all on the next one. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. I'm out.